Welcome everyone to episode 97 of Missing Pieces. My name's Greg, and this is my audio journal where I sit down and I discuss my life, Lego, and anything else that's on my mind each week. You're most likely finding this here on YouTube, but if you'd prefer this to be an audio-only presentation to take with you on the go, this of course is available everywhere that podcasts are available, if that's your thing. But now that we got that out of the way, I'm gonna start this episode off with a bang and saying something that you probably never thought you'd hear me say on this channel. And that phrase is, you can have too much Lego. Yes, you heard that right. Coming from a guy that has famously said you can never have too much Lego. I say that every time we get something in the mail that we already have. I'm always like, you can never have too many of insert Lego here. Although that that actually sounds worse than, than anything I've ever said. Uh, but it is true. I came to this realization last weekend when we went to the flea market, this annual flea market that we go to that we really love. I always go there hunting for Lego and oftentimes I find it. And I found some this year too, but things were a little different this year. I started seeing these things, nothing like remarkable, nothing like that like is an instant buy, but just Lego here and there. And I started thinking about all the Lego that I currently own and all of the unorganized or disorganized Lego that I own that needs taken care of and needs attention. All of the bins that I have that says needs sorted with my label maker, labeled it needs sorted. And I was like, do I really need to buy these bags of, of bulk Lego? Do I really need these minifigs? Do I need anything really? And I guess the answer is probably no. Like Lego obviously isn't a necessity, uh, contrary to what we may believe as collectors. But I would look at things and I started seeing it in a new light where this thing that I'm about to buy is actually a little bit of a burden, right? Like you buy this bag of random Lego pieces. First of all, you go through it, make sure there's no non-Lego in there. And then you clean it, and then you dry it, and then you sort it, and then you put it into your bins. And it's like, that's a lot of work just to get this thing that I already have a ton of. And I kind of like, I held back, even though at like the end of the day, and there's a video on this, if you want to go back a couple videos, you can see it. I did end up spending $10 to get three bags of Lego. And I was happy that I did that. I did a live stream this week where I, I shared what was in there and it was, it was fun. So I have no regrets on that. Uh, but man, I'm starting to get to the place where I'm like kind of being more selective about what I'm allowing to come into my life. Uh, just because I'm trying to like get a little bit organized. And that was kind of something that was going on this week as well in my life of Lego and everything else that's on my mind. Something that's been on my mind heavily is getting my space cleaned up. And I spent a lot of time this week going through our tables because I told you guys, I think it might've been last week, that if there's a surface in this world, I tend to put stuff on. In fact, you can see right here, I have this little shelf that's that's not gonna be here in the next Missing Pieces episode. I've got something coming in there. If you're listening to this, I have a white shelf that's under our projector screen. And I was, it used to hold a TV. I was going to put Lego on there, but the drawers are too small. So I went on to Target's website and I found something really great for that spot. That's going to be able to hold up to 16 Lego sets or maybe more. So that's going to be going out, uh, but I'm, I'm going to be organizing that as well. But this week, that's all for the future. We'll talk about that next week. This week, I spent a lot of time going through like the tables. I have like three six foot tables down here completely filled with stuff. And I was going through all of that and cleaning it up and it felt good. Like seeing a clear table is... It's as good of a feeling as as finishing like the Disney castle. You're just like, wow, that's amazing. I haven't seen anything like that before in my life, but it, it's it's nice. And I'm just trying to get to the place where all of my stuff is put away, organized pieces and everything is sorted to be in a place where if I'm looking for it, I can find it. The studio area here is is starting to come together pretty nicely. I still have the storage room, which is is just so full of Lego and boxes and things that 
It's, it's not bringing me happiness. It's not bringing me joy. It's, it's the opposite of that. So I'm thinking about this in many aspects of my life. Like the thing that you bring in here is something that you may end up having to store for now and maybe forever, depending on how long you want to hold on to it. So I'm being more selective. And that even comes with buying Lego sets. Like I've started thinking about uh, the future of my Lego collecting. And I'm thinking uh, I'm in a place right now sort of where the only things I really want to buy are things that I'm probably going to keep on display. I want to stop buying sets that I'm just going to build and tear apart and then put in a bin in my storage room that's going to sit there for the next however many years until I die and then someone has to get rid of it. I'm going to buy things that I can like appreciate and enjoy. So that's going to be kind of like like display sets, bigger sets. Like I'm, I, I love buying bigger sets and having those and stuff. So I'll definitely keep doing that. But a lot of the smaller stuff like Lego City stuff and that. I, I just, I, I think I'm going to kind of go away from that because believe it or not, my channel isn't based on Lego reviews. So I don't need to be the guy that's out there buying every set, buying it when it comes out, showing it and sharing it. I just want to do things that I really enjoy and that I, I, I have fun with. And one of those things is making a Lego amusement park. This is something that I've been discussing for a very long time. Uh, but now this week, clearing off this table that I have that's behind our sofa right here, six feet by three feet, just sitting there empty. It's like this, this is the time. Clark has been like really itching to build like a Lego city or an amusement park. I'm having trouble getting him to commit to one or the other. He was like a city and amusement park. But I'm like, you know, I think it'd be really cool to build something that like this thing that I had in my mind forever, which was classic land, where I wanted to kind of give like a Lego classic themed amusement park using fairly basic pieces. That's kind of changed over time to me wanting to make a Lego land of sorts. After visiting Lego land this year, I was like, how cool would it be if we had an amusement park that had like different themes in it, where there's a Star Wars ride, there's a, a, a city ride, like with go-karts, there's bumper cars, you know, whatever it is, like kind of tailored around different themes of Lego. And the difference with this in most people's cities being that my son would be helping me build this. So I've seen a lot of people that make really great Lego cities and they're amazing, they're immaculate, right? Mine would be special. And I always look for that angle. It's like, I'm never gonna be the best. I'm never gonna be the first, but I can be me and I can be unique and I can put a different spin on things. It can be different, I guess. And in this case, there would be builds from Clark in our amusement park. And I'm not gonna be altering them. So if he builds something crazy and wacky, I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to put like landscaping around it and make it like make, make it fit. Right. As, as crazy as that's going to be, because I think he's just going to go nuts on this. In fact, there was uh, we had some base plates that I'd cleaned up. I was trying to decide whether I want to do like gray base plates or green base plates. Spoiler alert. I bought both. There was a limit of three with everywhere. So I bought them on Target's website. I got three green and three gray. I think I'm going to go with gray on it. And then kind of put things on top of it, like if I want grass or paths or whatever. It's really irrelevant now that I'm thinking about it because it's you're not just going to have exposed base plates in most cases. You're going to be building on top of that and have like roads and paths and whatever else you want to have in your amusement park. Uh, so I think I'm just going to go with the gray. They're a little bit bigger and it should fit really nicely on the table. Um, but we had some plates that I'd cleaned up just kind of playing around with. And I took some of Clark's mocks and I put it on there. And he's like, he's all in. He's loving it. What better thing for a kid than to have this table with base plates just open there that you can put stuff on and build. So I think it's going to get filled up rather quickly. So it might be a little bit of a battle between me and him for me getting my ideas into the, the theme park and him getting his in. Like, I really want to do a log flume. I have this great idea for a Lego space roller coaster. 
that I think is going to be really neat, but it's going to take up some space. And if he's building like crazy stuff on there, we might be, we might be like in trouble with, with space, which I, I want to talk about a little bit. We were having this conversation this weekend about the enemies of Lego collectors. And I think those two things, and you can comment on this if, if you find anything else, money and space, they're the two enemies of every Lego collector. One of those things, or maybe both those things you probably lack. You might have a ton of money, but you don't have enough space. You might have some space, but you don't have a lot of money. You may not have any money or space, uh, but you got to make do with what you got. And that's what I'm doing down here. I only have so much space to store things or display things. And I want to make it as, as good as I can. But this amusement park thing has been on my heart for years that I've been wanting to do it. Among other things, there's like all these ideas that I have and I just need to like start executing. But I feel like for me to do that, I really need to get into a space where everything is just like the way that I need it to be. I want it to be peaceful. I want it to be organized. And this is something I'm probably going to talk about in future episodes as well. Because as I talked about in a vlog episode that hasn't aired yet that I recorded this week, this didn't happen overnight. These tables, these 18 feet of tables that I have down here, it wasn't just like one day they were completely filled with stuff. It was a, a culmination of, of items that just get moved and set there. And when something's set there, it's easier to set a second thing there. And when there's two things there, it's easier for that third thing to get set there and so forth. If you develop this mentality where all I have are clear surfaces and if I see something sitting there, that's a problem. That's not supposed to be there. That's where I want to be at. And I'm going to get there. I have time during the day to work on these things. And that's what I want to do. Because as I said with the amusement park, that's like where my heart's been for a very long time. And we're going to make it happen with the help of Clark Mann. He's like my motivator in so many things. Um, but I want to get into mock building too. I have so much respect for people to make their own things out of Lego. And I, like in my dreams, like as a kid, I wanted to be a Lego designer. That was my like my number one job that I wanted to do or be an architect or uh, you know, something along those lines, those things didn't pan out. I ended up coming up with a, a dream job that I didn't, that didn't even exist when I had those ideas, which was to become a YouTuber, specifically a Lego YouTuber where there's no deadlines, there's no pressure to, to do anything. Uh, but you can just do what you want. And that thing that I think I want to do is start making things that come out of my own brain of the times that I've done that in the past. And if you'd like to see some of the things I've made, I have a mock playlist that hopefully is all inclusive there. But the things that I've made in the past have been very proud of. And uh, it's fun building a set, but it's it's something special when you make something of your own and you're proud of it. And that's the direction Clark wants to go too. Like if he said that he prefers to build mocks, like he loves his Minecraft sets and stuff, but he prefers to make things on his own. He likes to come down and start pulling drawers out, grabbing things and starting starting to build. And I'm totally on board with that. I would love just to share all the stuff that we're making. And I just want to like, you know, when I do my live streams and things, just set that up and be like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Let's let's hang out while I work. And I just see that as my direction. I know maybe that's not quite I, I guess I can't say. I don't know if that's what my audience wants to see or not. Only you you can judge that. But I've never based my future direction on where I'm at now or where I've been in the past. I don't try to cater to anyone. If this if the direction I'm going in the future or currently is something that you're interested in, that's awesome. I'd love to have you. If it's something that really doesn't float your boat anymore and you feel the need to unsubscribe, that's totally fine too. That YouTube's a big place and you're bound to find something that you love. Uh, and who knows? YouTube will probably do a good job of finding that thing for you. The algorithm knows all. That's how I ended up watching seal coating driveway videos last week. Still very satisfying, by the way. But that's kind of what 
has been going on this week, like a, a world of organization, coming to the realization that you can't actually have too much of a thing. Um, balance, maybe. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real, my friends. Anybody else out there struggle with balance? Anybody else have something that you're really passionate about? This would be a great topic for next week. I always try to get you guys to comment for, for listener feedback. This would be a good topic. Is there anything that you're like super passionate about that you seem to struggle with like not doing all the time that you need to be like, okay, I, I need to pull this in a little bit. That's my life in everything because I can never just be, oh, I'm going to do that a little bit of that, you know, like I'm just, I'm just going to dabble. No, I'm like, okay, if we're doing this, we're, we're going to have the craziest amusement park ever or whatever the case is. And I'm happy that it's finally happening. Having those base plates and having Clark man with me to start building on there. I think it could be pretty neat. I'm one thing that I am worried about and this is silly, but it's 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 very much a concern, is people judging you. You know, like I, I have ideas and things that I want to build. I mentioned a log flume, a space roller coaster. Clark just wants to build a roller coaster over everything. I want to do a drop ride. I want to do this slide thing, like a lot of motion type stuff. And I'm worried that people are going to see my thing that I make and think that it's lame. But... Ultimately, it isn't for those people, right? Like, I'm just doing this thing because I want to do it with my boy. And I want to make, like, a really cool city or park that we're really proud of. And sharing it is just, like, that's just the extra thing. And I'm gonna, I, it's hard to have a tough skin on YouTube, but you really try – you have to try it. Even though that, like, I always talk about how you can get 99 positive comments where people are just like, dude, that's awesome. That one comment where people are like, you suck, I hope you die, <laughs> or whatever – that's the one that really is just like, it sticks with you and it hurts as much as you don't want it to be. And it's probably, that comment could come from an eight-year-old kid, so it's best not to fire back as much as you want to get on there and be, be a keyboard warrior like them. It's best to let those things go, just like delete it, block them, whatever the case is. But that is something that's concerning. Like putting yourself out there in any regard is a little intimidating. But I've never made a claim to be the best mock builder. I don't have any plan, like actual plans for this. It's just in my mind of things I want to do. And my goal going forward on this channel is to take the things that are in my mind and get them out of there to, to make space for the next thing. And I've done that with some of the series that I've already started. And there's just, there's so much. I'm just so excited. And I'm, I'm happy that you're here with me. But Another thing that's happened this week, as we go down through all of my, my topics here, is I've been really getting up early lately. It's It's been really rewarding. I have been waking up before 5 o'clock in the morning every day. And most people will be like, oh, dude, just go back to sleep. I, I, I can't, though. Like, I wake up, my mind starts going, and I'm just like, what am I doing today? What's the plan? What are we working on? What needs to be accomplished today? What do you want to do today? And as soon as that starts happening, I'm up. And it's been great because I'll come downstairs. It's perfectly silent here in the house, other than Roxy Bear, who's up. And she's like, okay, breakfast time? Seems like breakfast time. You're like out of bed, it's breakfast time. Uh, I'll come down to the studio and I'll start working on some videos and I'll get some editing done at like five or six o'clock in the morning. And it feels so good to have like that done. And then it frees your day up to do the other things. Uh, so I really love that schedule. I love getting up early. Downside of it is all these people that brag about getting up early though, the downside of it is that by like dinner time, I'm like tired. <laughs> like, you know, I'd I would love to come down here and like do some streams in the evening or whatever, but by like five, six o'clock or whatever, especially after we eat, I'm just like, all right, let's just watch some full house and I'll tear apart some things and 
uh, sort some sets or whatever. And that's kind of what this week has been, other than the nights that Clark has soccer practice. Which, speaking of that, Clark had his first soccer game. This will be, uh, I guess, sports attack news. Clark had his first soccer game this week, which is a lot of fun. I'll say this. Uh, I, I've tried to like baseball many times. I just can't. It's too darn boring. But watching soccer, even at this level, is very, it's fun. It's intense. Like seeing these kids kick and you never know when a goal is going to be scored. It's it's really entertaining and really fun. I did film some of his first soccer game. I don't know if it'll like turn into a decent video or not. But it was cool. I enjoy it. And... I'm I'm excited to see what comes of it. He, it's this is a sport like he he played three years of t-ball. He was he was okay into it, but this like you can see him have a smile on his face. He's having fun at practice. It's just way more engaging when you're constantly moving and kicking a ball around and like running, running. Jenny, it's fun, and uh, I'm excited for him. If he wants to continue doing this, I'm fully support of that. I'd love to see him start playing some basketball too, because uh, that's really fun to watch. But sports scene is going well and. I just, I enjoy going to the games, especially like this time of year because the weather's nice. It's not too hot, but not too cold. And I think we have like seven more weeks of it. It's only like an eight week season. So it'll be over by mid November ish, I believe. In other news, I don't really have transitions here. We just, I just have a bunch of like topics to go over. I don't think this is going to be an overly long episode, said the guy that makes the overly long episode. Let's talk about Watch Attack. Lego Masters series finale tonight, season two. I won't spoil anything, but I enjoyed it. I feel like the people this year in particular won that should have won as opposed to last year. I think Boone and uh, was it Brad and Boone? What's the other guy's name? I feel like they should have won, but the storyline of the other, the couple who were like newlyweds and were having a baby, it was too powerful for them to resist. You didn't want to give it to the bearded dudes, right? This year, the final three people were fantastic. And the builds at the end were epic, and they made the right choice on this one. So I was happy with it. I will say, like, after watching Lego Masters Australia, I definitely like the Lego Masters Australia series better. I like the host better. Even after initially not liking him, like, he's so much better than Will. Will is just such cringe. And I know, like, they're trying to hype it for the show and give entertainment value, but... I just don't need any of that, dude. Like, I don't need any of that in my life. Like, him acting like he's his evil boss and, like, all this other crap that he does is just so stupid. Also, I like Brickman, the judge from Australia, better than the two judges that they have. It's just, I don't know. I just want to see the builds. I want to see the people. I want them talking to the people, getting, like, their their mindset. I want to see what they're doing. With, like, I want I want that to be the show, but I know, like, I'm an adult, and this show is maybe for a younger audience, and kids don't want to see that. They want to see Will being a goofball, I guess. Uh, but it's not for me. So I would definitely love to do like a, a swap for judges and hosts. Or I guess I'll just watch Lego Masters Australia. I just got to find places to stream it because Tubi only had the first season. But there is Lego Masters UK on there. So I'll have to watch that now since we're at a show. That was like the one show that we always watch and as a family, and we really love it. Like it, It's very inspirational. It's a cool show. And uh, I'm 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 just excited that they're still doing it, and I'll even put up with Will's cringe to get a season three. Maybe I'm just being too too hard on the guy. I definitely couldn't be a better host, so I shouldn't judge. I'd be like, "Welcome everyone to Lego Masters. These guys are building things over here. Move the camera over that way. <laughs> That'd be me. 
but yeah, it was it was a good finale. I won't I won't say who won or what happened of it. Maybe we'll do a spoiler cast or something at some point. But if you haven't watched Lego Masters season two and you have an opportunity to watch all the episodes, I highly recommend it. I think you're I think you're gonna enjoy it heartily. Uh, in other news this week, going from a sports attack to watch attack to technology attack, ended up pre-ordering an iPhone 13 Pro this week. It was kind of like a big deal for me. I love capturing video with my phone. Anytime I'm out and about, I like to use my phone because having a camera is just too noticeable. And when you have your phone out and you're just like walking around holding it, even if you're recording or not recording, you kind of just like a, look like a regular person. I don't like to draw attention to myself. Uh, so... I've been using the iPhone 11 Pro for two years now. Last year, I wanted to upgrade to the Pro or the 12 Pro, and there just wasn't enough of a camera jump to justify it. Like these phones are getting so incremental these days. Like you could probably still be using a an iPhone 6s or whatever, and it would still be fine. But for me, I really like to have the best that I can get. Last year, not enough to justify the cost. This year, in a two-year window improvements were made and I'm like, okay, there, there, there's a trade in on my current phone, which is like $450. The one that I got is $1,100. Uh, so uh, what is that? 650 bucks plus it's a tax write off. So I'm okay with that. And I, it'll be nice to see how good it is. Maybe I'll use it more around here. Uh, I've been, I use a variety of cameras. It's always changing. I'm always trying to get better. And I don't think anyone cares except for me, but for me, it's like audio stuff is very important having good audio and also like um, video quality. It's just like audio to me is the most important thing, but like audio and video, I just want to do the best that I can. And if I can spend some money to do that, it's enticing. Uh, they also came out with the new GoPro this week too, the GoPro Hero 10, which I'm going to wait and see what the long-term reviews are on that. I definitely need to upgrade my GoPro because as a front facing camera now, which is like a godsend over the old ones. Um, but GoPro has a lot of software issues. So I'm like, I'm holding on that. The Pixel 6 is coming out, which is Android. And I'm not really in that world, but I would be tempted if the, if the cameras were that good. But again, it's like, does it really matter? I, I think about people that I really love to watch as creators. And if they filmed with a 1980s camcorder and put that on YouTube, I would still watch it. It would be painful especially like the hissing of the audio and stuff. But I would still watch it because I love those people. Uh, so you, sometimes you got to get out of your head with things. And that's just where I live. I live in here some sometimes, as you can probably tell from this episode. But I'm excited about that. I should be getting that this week. So next episode, I'll give you my official, unofficial review of that and let you know if it was truly worth the upgrade or not. Because uh, I bought it the first day, the first minute it pre-ordered. Along with Ryan, I was on Ryan. It was Ryan was live streaming, and I was like, "Hey, you pre-ordering?" He's like, "Oh yeah." So we both ordered, and we both got the white slash silver iPhone. So we'll we're iPhone brothers, I guess, for this week or for this year, until next year, assuming that there's more upgrades. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, but that is really all that I had on my plate, on my heart, on my mind, in my brain this week. Uh, so I thought at this point we'll jump into listener feedback which uh, this is one I'm really excited about. Uh, last week I threw out there, what was something that happened in your life that was bad at the time that felt like really like just soul crushing in some cases that ultimately ended up becoming a good thing. I was like, dude, this is going to be like the coolest topic that I could ever discuss. And I was really happy that there were some people that were uh, vulnerable enough in some cases to put themselves out there. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, I'm going to read you some listener feedback now uh, related to that topic. And then we'll go on to some other ones as well. Starting with our boy Brixar. He says, thanks for watching that Pablo. I 
I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, I appreciate anybody who puts out long form content that I can listen to while I work on other things. Missing pieces, maybe. He says, I've been thinking while listening, what bad thing turned into a good thing? I guess with me, it's losing the insurance in the 401, in 401k at my job at Six Flags. I thoroughly love that job, but there was no way I could continue without those benefits. My wife had to get a job temporarily with insurance, and I was looking for something else. It was a depressing winter that year. But I did find my job, which I'm still working at today. In the end, it's a much better job with better benefits, and I'll be better prepared for retirement. My body might have broken down if I'd continued at Six Flags because as much fun as it was, it was a physically demanding job. So there's a perfect example from Jabbo. He was working at a job that he loved, lost his benefits, was bummed out that he had to leave something that he enjoyed, but then ultimately ended up finding something that was that was actually better and maybe saved his health and his health insurance, obviously. Uh, but there you go. It's like... I wanted to put this out there because I know, especially with the younger audience that I have, when you're a teenager maybe, or any age I suppose, when you're going through something, at the time it feels like the worst thing ever, right? Like I'm never going to survive this. This is the worst thing of my life. It's weird that someday later you can look back and be like, you know, actually that that wasn't as bad as I thought and actually this actually, 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 worked out for me. So there's Jabbo's example. Let's next go on to JG. He says, when bad things turn out to be good. Six years ago, my wife wanted to move from the big city to the burbs, three hours away, for the better schools before our daughter started kindergarten. I wasn't initially happy moving away. I love the city life, professional sports, variety of restaurants, concerts, my friends, etc. But looking back, we struggled financially when we lived there mainly because of the professional sports, restaurants, concerts, etc. Ooh, the, the good things actually turned out to be bad. Now we are financially free because the cost of living is so much cheaper. We can now afford to travel more. We can now afford more Lego collecting, eh? And we can now afford to save more for our future. So this is my negative that has definitely turned into a positive. Love your channel and podcast. Keep up the great content. Keep up the replying on these things because, dude, I love that. So you thought you had it made. You thought you were living the life. And if it wasn't for your wife, you'd probably still be there. But then you move and you're like, you know, we may not be close to these things that we enjoyed, but now we actually have the money to do those things that we enjoyed. That's cool. That's a good story. So there you go. If you're, if you might think you have it great, just like with Jappo's situation. Oh man, this is so good. Oh, maybe it's actually better over here. That's not to say the grass is always greener, but I love the cases where it works out. Next one. Thank you guys for the feedback. Next one comes from Brick Therapy on the topic. He says, one of the bad things that turned good started for me when I was 13. Met a girl at a Halloween party. Oh, man. He says, we danced and other 1980s teenager party things together. I'll let your uh, imagination take you where it will. He says, the following Monday, she gave me the friend speech. I was truly devastated. My heart sank. The following four years, we became very close buddies, especially in choir where we would sit next to each other and at the times get in trouble with the choir teacher. Ten years after she graduated from high school, we got married and now we have a family. Sometimes the good things take time to come out from the bad things. Oh my God, I'm going to get emotional here. That's awesome, dude. The girl that you met at the Halloween party that turned you down, dude, you you won. You beat the system. You you beat the game. You found a cheat code. You ended up marrying that girl. Way to go, man. Good job, Brick Therapy. Next one here. This is a good one. Thank you for the, the feedback there, sir. Next one comes from Builder Buds. My Builder Bud. I love this guy. If you want to subscribe to a channel, if there's a channel out there in this world that I could please ask you to subscribe to, it's Builder Buds. He's, me and him, him and I, 
if I were to use proper English, are essentially the same person. We've determined this. And this guy is just very fascinating. He he vlogs his life. He's got a son just like me. Like it, it, it's like uh, it's like Bizarro Greg or whatever. Or I'm like Bizarro Ronnie. Like we are like uh, we're like doppelgangers for each other in some some cases. Like with with interests and our age is similar. Like all these things. And it's awesome when you find somebody that's like that person to you on YouTube. And Ronnie for me is is that person. Uh, so I'm gonna link his channel in the description down below. The dude has like a hundred and some subs. He's been doing his vlogs and all his videos, his hobby things for about a year now. And I just have so much respect for the guy because he's still doing it. He's still going at it. And it's it's hard to do that when you don't see like the numbers and where you hope they would be. Like after a year, you're like, oh man, so like, you know, 10 people watch my my vlog this week. But next week he comes out with a vlog, and I love I love them, and I just feel like he deserves more recognition. It's so darn hard to get found on YouTube. So if you're hearing my voice right now, I would really appreciate it if you go over to his channel and just smash the subscribe button. Go to his newest video that he has out, whenever that is. You might be listening to this 40 years from now. Hopefully he's still making videos then. Just comment on one of his newest video. Just say, hey man, just found you. Keep up the good work. Some, something encouraging, because dude, I'm telling you, as a creator giving somebody like a positive feedback, just, just something that takes you no time at all to do, can have such an impact on somebody. And it's effortless. So please do that for me. Anyways, let's go on to his comment here. That's that's my that's my ad, hashtag sponsored by BuilderBuds. I'm just very passionate about these things, guys. He says, I've pondered what I like to call forks in the road of life so much. It's crazy to think how much different life could turn out if you go one way instead of the other. The biggest one for me is moving to Kansas after my then wife and I graduated college. That one decision sent us down a path that I wound up with her meeting someone else. If we had moved back to Missouri, she probably would have never met that other person, but who's to say it wouldn't have, she wouldn't have met the Missouri version of that person? I think about it all the time. Would we still be together and would we be happier? I don't have all those answers, but thinking about stuff like that really messes with me at times. There are several other instances where those forks have definitely resulted in good things in my life, but I'll always wonder about that Kansas fork. Life is a coin flip, it seems. Sometimes everything falls into place, and other times it all falls apart. I just got to keep positive attitude and keep moving forward. And I think that of all the advice that's ever been uttered on this channel, that's probably the best. Keep a positive attitude and keep moving forward. But yeah, I, you do think about those things. Like any any little decision can have that butterfly effect in your life, right? Like say you go back to your wife, for example, say you never went out that night that you met her or you never made that connection. Where would your life be today? Would it be better? Would it be worse? We don't really know. But I do know one thing, at least in your circumstance, Ronnie, had you never met your wife, if you'd gone back that far, had you stayed together, maybe certain things wouldn't have happened in your life the way they did. And maybe there's some things in your life that you're really happy with right now that were like, Oh man, I, this is this is meant to be, and that's why I try not to stress over these things. I don't necessarily believe in fate. I, I do believe that you are in control of your destiny. Like right now, if I wanted to get up and just hit the button to stop recording this and walk away and never do this again, I could certainly do that. Would I question whether I was meant to do that or not? It's hard to say, but I do feel like I'm in control of my path, and I feel bad for people that passively put that off on someone or something else where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in control because you are. That's what people say when 
you want to be passive in your life, I guess, or you don't want to take control of your circumstances or make your life better. You, you just think that everything's going to happen to me. And there's even material out there that says like, you know, if you just, if you just think it into existence, it'll be, I mean, a little bit, I believe in that a little bit. I do believe that your mindset controls a lot. I think if you like do this today, do this this week, think about a red car, for example, and then notice how many red cars you start seeing on as, as you're driving into work today, or you're going into school, you'll see red cars all over the place. You could even do something weird, do yellow. Do a yellow car. You start seeing yellow cars, as uncommon as that is. But your mind is focused on that. If you focus your mind on something that you truly want or something that you're interested in, those things will start coming to you. There is there is a little bit of a law of attraction in that case. It's not to the extreme, though, where it's just like, you know, I'm going to sit here right now, and I'm going to attract a million-dollar check into my mailbox by the end of the week. It's probably not going to happen. But you will see those cars, and you can do small things. Just like if you if you think today, like, Man, I'm running late for work. All this bad stuff keep hap- keeps happening. I can't find my keys. My wallet's missing. Uh, I get every red light. That's going to happen because you're noticing it. It would have happened on a good day, but you're like singing in your car. You're listening to missing pieces. You're having the time of your life. You're getting the red lights, but you're not quite as, as, as uh, attentive to that. It's interesting. It's interesting how just a change of a mindset can have this influence on your life in such a big way. Like I I think I'm a genuinely positive person, but there's times where I get down and it's weird how how like all of their circumstances being the same, you and your mind can change everything. It's so weird. So weird. But yeah, those forks are something back to Ronnie's comment as I go off on this crazy tangent. Those forks are something you can dwell on. Because there's millions of forks that you take in your life. You know, go to this school, go to that school. Uh, we have a friend that met her husband in a gym class, for example, in college. What if she had not taken that gym class? What if she had scheduled that for Tuesdays and Thursdays versus like, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays? Her whole entire life would be different. But you can't dwell on would it be better? Would it be worse? Would it be different? Because you think about your wife, for example. So she, she met that person. And I don't know what came of that. I don't, I don't think I fully know the backstory on all of that, but maybe you're right. Maybe if she had been somewhere else, that other person just would have been another person and ultimately it would have ended up the same way. It's, it's hard to say, um, but you're in control of your life and you can choose where you go from here. And just like you said at the end, positive attitude, keep moving forward. No better advice will ever be given or has ever been given on this episode. Thank you, Ronnie, for the Uh, feedback and thank you to everyone that went over and supported my buddy there next comment moving on from from that topic uh on to a topic we discussed last week about uh digital minimalism from tracy says i've always treated youtube in this way i try to stay up on clearing notifications that i only subscribe to channels that bring me joy when i just watch videos without subscribing i feel guilty i most like videos i watch and comment when i have something pertinent to say uh, however, as much as I want to support content creators, my need for less digital clutter on YouTube keeps me from subscribing to a lot of channels. I basically Marie Kondo my subscriptions. That's interesting. You're like to the extreme. Like I, I discussed in the past where I'll unsub from dead channels that I no longer that no longer make videos. Why I do it, I don't know. We talked last week about how they really don't hurt you. They don't show up in your feeds. They don't do anything. They're just sitting there. And I don't know why I feel the need to get rid of them. But this is interesting because Tracy is um, reluctant to subscribe to channels because she doesn't want to clutter her life. 
Like, I don't know if I fully want to commit to this. And that's interesting. Uh, We have another comment, though, that I think that kind of goes off of that, too. From Betabrick says, I try to keep my subscriptions for active channels only. Also, I go through the Instagram accounts I'm following and unfollow accounts that haven't posted in a while or that I don't or don't have content I'm interested in anymore. That one I definitely agree with. If you're on Instagram and say you you followed all these people and they're posting photos that you have zero interest in, that's that that definitely is a burden. Like you want to get get rid of that so you start seeing just the things that you like. YouTube is a little bit different because you do have control over notifications. You can just unsubscribe, and if someone is a dead account, it never shows up anywhere. But if people start making videos that you're not interested in, feel free to unsubscribe, and that applies to me as well or anyone, I suppose. And you see that often. Like I think about the transitions my channels ha- have had over time between like not having kids, having kids, kids going off to school. And I know that there's different audiences for each chapter of, of whatever this is. And it's, it's silly to think that someone that was subscribed to you three years ago are probably not subscribed to you now because people move on. Like there's even channels that I've been like super hardcore on in the past. I'm like, dude, this is like my favorite YouTube channel I've ever seen in my life. And then after a while, you kind of just like, after you've seen their catalog and you kind of get burnt out on a little bit, you don't really watch too much anymore. That happens all the time. That's why you see a channel like mine. I have a hundred and some thousand subscribers. Do a hundred and some thousand people watch my videos? No, because people subscribe. They're like, oh, this is cool. They might've just watched one video. They're opposite of Tracy. They watch one video. Like, I want, I want to see more of this. They never watch again. But there's nothing wrong with changing your tastes or having your taste change, whether you're in control or that or not, I don't know. And then unsubscribing from a channel and subscribing to someone else and finding new things and getting rid of old things, nothing wrong with that. And I don't have any grudges against you if you came here just for Clark, for example, in the last few years and now I'm doing these various series where it's kind of like a solo thing and you're like, dude, I just came for the cute kid, that's all. I just wanna see him play with Lego sets. Dude, dude, I say dude a lot, huh? I have nothing against you for that. You you do what you need to do. That's that's the way it should be. Thank you guys for the feedback, though. I'm interested. I don't know if I want to keep this conversation going. We've talked about this several times now. Um, but I'm, I'm curious what other people are doing. You just never, it's not really a conversation you tend to have, right? You're like, hey, how do you, how do you manage your subscriptions? What are you doing in your life? Fascinating, though. Next comment here. Oh, this is about the ceiling driveways. Thomas says, ceiling driveways. I couldn't stop watching it. It was so satisfying. Great content. Record everything in life. Great advice. Yeah, the YouTube algorithm gods hit me. The the rabbit hole. Year a year ago, I think they hit me with the bees. They were like, you you want to watch videos on bees? I'm like, I do. I do actually. I need to see people getting honey and managing bees and all this. And then <laughs> this year, they're like, we got the next thing for you, Greg. Seal coating driveways. <laughs> watch a video on it. There's uh, if you type that in, the the guy that I watch is like massive. Like this apparently is a thing. Watching him seal coat a driveway is incredible. Like he's just dumping this black tar on and like using like this squeegee type thing or like a broom to get it all over it. I gotta stop. He can't watch this anymore. I've se- I've watched a couple more of his videos. It's not a it's not addiction because I can quit anytime. But it is it is satisfying. If there's any satisfying videos or s- types of videos you like to watch, outside of like pimple popper type stuff. Cody and Clark watch this crap. I just can't. I don't like the sickening things. I'll watch somebody seal coat a driveway, but I won't watch somebody like squeeze this disgusting mass out of someone's cheek or whatever. I can't do that. But if there's something out there that you watch that you're like, I just, I just chill out to this and it's kind of weird. Put it in the comments, please, because we need more things like this. I need YouTube to uh, get tricked into me finding this stuff once. Let's go on to the next thing here. Oh, this one I love. Jedi Lego Arts. Decided to change my name. 
because I get it wrong every week. Lego Jedi Arts, Jedi Lego Arts. Thank you. Thank you for making my life easier. Thank you for commenting again. Brick Sequel says, when I heard about the organization side of win of the week, I really thought, man, do I even have any more space for Legos? Did we come to the same conclusion at the same time? We're in like the same, we're in the same mind state. That's scary for you. I'm sorry. Thank you for commenting though. Next one comes from Cosmic Lime. It says, hey, Greg, just started high school, which is quite scary. I guess that's sort of my win of the week. But I'm also doing some cleaning and decluttering. That's a win of the week too. Can't wait to binge a bunch of Greg's World videos as an audio experience while I clean today. You should have someone else throw out the boxes for you if you can't bear to see them go or just let Clark have his way with them. They'd be gone in a minute. I just need to do it. I need to man up and be like, box into the recycling place. Is my life any different? Nope. Am I going to lose money when I resell these in the future because I'm never actually going to resell these things? Yep. Does it matter? Nope. Just do it. Boxes... Boxes are just boxes, just advertising material for Lego that have no impact on the actual set. But as collectors, we we have a disease. I'm proud of you for wins of the week. I I need to do like another audio type thing, I think, for people on Greg's World or just in general. Like I imagine there's a lot of people throughout the week that would like to listen to things. Like I do with podcasts like Jabbo's pod, or not his podcast, but like his streams. I sometimes just listen to those while I'm working on something. I need to do more of that. It's one thing like it's not as easy to do that with like a 10-minute video where things are happening, but it's easy to do when you're sitting and chilling for 40 minutes chatting with people about your life in Lego and stuff like that. So I need, I'd like to do more of that. I have the idea to get in this uh, voice recorder thing. It's like really high quality and just taking it with me places and like making stuff. And maybe there's someone out there who would listen to it. When I threw this out before, I said, maybe what I'll do is I'll put out the unedited videos of Greg's World on like a different channel or something. And I was surprisingly, there was a number of people that reached out and were like, I would totally watch that. If if it was like a membership thing, I would totally join just to watch unedited videos. Like you want to see the 40 minutes that I turned into 15 minutes. It's painful. I'm warning you. It's, it'd be painful to watch, but it, apparently that's something people want to see, and I, I guess that's an honor, <laughs> but I do feel sorry for you. Next uh, win of the week. I guess we're in the win of the week series here from Lyndon. It says, my win of the week was going to high school for grade nine. It was a good experience, and I can't wait for the next chapter in my life of high school. How about that? A little scary, but also very satisfying. Four more years. You get to do it up, and then you get to the, the real world or the college world, potentially, and then your life begins. Then you have to decide on all those forks, all those forks that Ronnie was talking about. Which fork do you take? Oh, take the spoon. Anyways, let's go on to the final win of the week from JM97. This is my win of the week is finally plucking up the courage to join a gym. I am three sessions in, and although I was self-conscious at first, I realized that everyone is just there to focus on themselves and not what other people are doing. Thank you for motivating me to want to be a better, happier, and healthier person. What? I don't think that was me. I think that was you. I think you made that decision. But man, I am super proud of you. Congratulations on going to the gym, getting shredded. That's awesome, man. I love seeing people accomplish goals, do the things that they want to do in this world. And uh, if there's anything I can do, it's encourage you to do that this week. There's something that you would like to do, even if it's a big thing. Take that little step this week. I, I tell you guys this all the time. So somebody out there is going to listen to this and it's going to be satisfying out of the few thousand people that hear this right now, if you're still here, if there's something that you want, take one little step towards it. If it's getting shredded, just 
drive to the gym, walk to the gym. Don't even go inside, just walk there and turn around and go back home. You, you got closer than you did last week and uh, eventually you'll get there. And I'm proof of that. Like if I, I feel like I, I put a lot of time into my passions and it doesn't always pay out instantly, but if you put enough time, effort and energy into something and people, people will notice, people will, will care. And that's kind of what came of this. But ultimately you don't need to worry about anyone else. Just like you said there, you just worry about yourself and uh, you do what makes you happy. That's my parting advice as a vice tech this week. Do what makes you happy. And what did Ronnie say? Let's let's go back to Ronnie's advice. I told you guys there'd never be better advice. Keep a positive attitude and keep moving forward on that. Hope you guys have a glorious week and I'll find you in the next Missing Pieces. <laughs>